Welcome to the Good New Days. This is our first podcast of many podcasts to come. I'm so excited to kick this off for so many reasons, but the first reason and the most important reason is because of who our guest is. And today we have a special guest, a guest that's special in my heart, and it's my oldest, but yet my only, my only <laughs> sister, my big sister, um, Anika Acosta is with us, and uh, I'm just so grateful. So welcome to our first podcast of the good new days we welcome you awesome i'm excited to be here yes we have a lot that we're going to talk about so we want to just start off because we've we've launched this on a perfect time and it's mother's day and uh, so anyone that's watching anyone that's um peeping this out and just trying to see what it's all about we just want to welcome you if you're a mom and to say happy mother's day to you but maybe you're watching this and you know of a mom or someone from the content that things that we're going to speak about some of the topics that we're going to discuss maybe you could share this with someone and say man i know that there are people that can be blessed by this conversation share the good new days podcast um, but especially to all the moms as we are aiming and focusing on you happy mother's day well, we wish you the greatest of mother's days and an awesome year ahead so we can't wait to get started but before we get started um the good new days has been stirred in our hearts not just my heart um, but in the team, in our team. And um, the reason why we're calling it the good new days is because of the times that we're living in. We know that these are not uh, easy times. Um, they're very confusing and painful times. Um, but with every single one of these podcasts, we wanna make sure that we are aiming and that we are ending even with this message that they are good new days. There are good new days in the present and there are good new days to come. Uh, we are a people of faith. Uh, we believe in the word of God. Um, and we believe in what Christ says and what his word says. And there are promises in scripture of the good new days to come. So with all these conversations that we're going to be having, it's always ending with that reminder and to keep people focused on the good new days that we're still here. Life's not over. We still have purpose. Um, we still have reason to live and that there are good new days um, that are for us. So just excited to start off on this uh, podcast with our first guest, our first ever. Thank you guys for joining us. You could start liking this and sharing it because um, we know that this is gonna bless um, so many people. So a little bit just about who we are. I'm also a pastor um, of Nest Church. We've been around for 15 years, just doing the work of the Lord in the Miami Lakes and Hylia Gardens area. And um, the Lord has done some great things at our church. And here we are now with a team from our very own Nest that has put this together and without them, um, we would have never been able to um, kick off and start the Good New Days podcast. So um, thanks again. And we're gonna be thanking you throughout the, the whole time that you are tuned in with us. So to my first guest, I wanna just, as I introduced my sister um, to all of you, I, I thought about who should be our first guest. And um, we knew that we wanted to launch right in the beginning, right during the time of Mother's Day. And um, you know, you instantly think about different moms, my very own mom, and but my heart went straight towards my sister and I thought it would be such a great moment just to have a conversation with her and just to sit down, <clears throat> relax and, and just talk about things, some things that are very difficult and heavy and some things that we could laugh and have a good time and speak on. But you know, I've noticed something now in my older years and as I've gotten older, 
um, and I've had experience as, as a parent, um, I've had the privilege to have a great mom and we've had a privilege mm -hmm. to have a wonderful mom. Um, so we do say happy Mother's Day to our yes. mom and we love her. Um, we wouldn't be here without her, the hard work that she's put into our lives. Um, I mean, we could sit here and make this whole podcast about us growing up and what we saw our mom sacrifice mm -hmm. um, and do just so that we could be here. So we know that we are even here because of her prayers, right? Mm -hmm. And because of her push um, on Christ on us. And um, we're so grateful for mom. Yeah. And um, as I'm older in my years, um, I, I have to just pause and just thank her and honor her. And I know my sister does too. But I wanted my sister to be in here uh, because she's my sister, but she's also a mom mm -hmm. and she's also a wife and she's been in ministry and we'll get into that for many years uh, with her husband. And there's a lot that goes into that conversation. But what's interesting is as well is my sister has also been a mother figure to me. So though she is only three and a half years older than me, mm -hmm. Uh, because of the dynamics of our family, um, I've had the privilege to have like a second mom with my sister where I could say stories of where she's helped and she's been there and she was a big part of raising me. So I guess to start off my conversation with her is, though you're only three and a half years older than me, how did it feel at that time of your life? You know, you are in your own childhood, but here you are also as a big sister giving you time and energy to me. I remember moments where I would cry and you would show up and just be my savior for that moment. How was that for you to be a mom at such a, in a sense, not that you were a mom, but you're a big sister and I, I, I honored you like a motherly role in my life. How was that for you even growing up? Hmm. Um, so I think thinking back on it, I don't really like have like, a, like, I don't remember being burdensome. I just remember, like, it, it just needed to be done. Like, uh, if he needed somebody there and my mom wasn't available, then 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 that was the thing to do. I needed to be there. Um, I think mom raised us really close. We were like a tight-knit family. Uh, we did everything together, even with our cousins and our family and stuff like that. So, like, if you were hurting or you were nervous, like, when you were little and you were going to school and you were missing dad, um, and they would tell me that, then I feel like... Uh, um, I don't think I realized that, oh, I'm too young for this. I felt like I was mature maybe for my age. Maybe God knows what he does. I see that in my own life with my daughter, which I guess we'll talk to later, that God knows what every family needs ahead of time. And I felt like I could do this. I didn't feel like it was a burden at the time. I mean, now that I'm like 46 years old, I feel like a little maybe more worn down than another maybe typical 40-something-year-old because I feel like... I'm tired. <laughs> but back then I didn't I didn't feel it. I felt like Yeah. I felt like, yeah, yeah. He needs me. I have to be there. My mom needs me, then I need to be there. And it was I, I feel like it came easy. It wasn't a burden yeah. back then. Yeah, I you know, and I, obviously my experience is, <laughs> is totally different because I was on the other end of that where I didn't have anyone right. to be uh strong for. So I feel like our 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 growing up was different because you had to grow up to be strong for mom, strong for me. Yeah. But then my growing up was, hey, both of you be strong for me because I didn't have to be strong for anyone in a sense because as a younger sibling or as a little child, I didn't find it in me to be strong for mom yeah. or that, that felt on you. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think that that's interesting because then the dynamics of me now, even in adulthood and as a father and as a husband, you can see how that's trickled in my own life mm -hmm. and how I'm still, you know, we still wrestle with some of those things from childhood. 
but I'm, I'm grateful that you, you played that role and that you weren't annoyed or that you gave up on me because here I am now in my older years and still today, every decision I make or anything, I still value what my sister thinks. Mm -hmm. So if something's off or something's not right, or if you feel a certain way, I'm, I'm all worked out. I'm worked out about it. I'm not right in my heart because if my sister's not cool with it and something's really, wrong. And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that you felt that way. Yeah. So it's cool that you know that. <laughs> so, um, and I guess that's because of the role that you've always played. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I shared this with a few people. And then another thing that I've always honored about you was, and, and some of the team that's here have actually shared with, maybe with some of them, um, have always honored, whether you know this or not, um, um, the wisdom that came from you. There was times we've had conversations and you shared things and I grabbed some of that wisdom and I said, wow, I'm, I'm so honored by my sister's wisdom on certain mm -hmm. things. Sometimes maybe I wasn't reasoning right or sometimes just whatever, whatever was going on at that specific mm -hmm. moment, you brought some sort of clarity or, or perspective that I never saw, but I never told, I never tell you, but mm -hmm. I, it's always landed on a part of my heart that's been good. So just thank you for that. So. So in a sense, happy Mother's Day to mom, but happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. So I know um, that's, that's a lot there. But uh, we wanna kind of share a little bit about yourself and, and, and we know uh, we don't have to go into our childhood. Maybe that's another- That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other <laughs> thing that we'll do. But um, you're married. Mm -hmm. um, how many years you've been married to? Who you married to? I am married to Leo Costa yeah. and him and I also pastor a church for 20, something years now i don't remember the exact yeah. 20 something over 20 years over yeah. 20 years yeah um we've also been married 23 years um but we've been together since we were 15 um so it's been a long time together yeah and um so you yeah. got married at 20 i got married at 20 22 22 years old and you started ministry at a little bit after that. Yeah. So I think the first church was planted. Yeah. Right and we were kind of doing the youth group already, yeah. even before we were. Yeah. You guys were our youth pastors. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we felt this vision of the Lord is calling us to open up the first church. Mm -hmm. And we were all in our early, you know, I think I was Babies. 20. And yeah. Leo, Pastor Leo was like 23, 24, 24. Mm -hmm. And so here you are, you got married, you've been with him since 15. You don't have kids yet. Mm -hmm. You plant, you're planting this church at that time, um, how was that for you? So I guess, you know, the training that went into like being very like versatile and very like multitasking when we were little, where I was like going to school, making sure um, my mom was sometime working two jobs, making sure dinner was on, Rigo did his homework, taking him to tutor, come back, we have to do the second job, go pick up the stuff at Costco, coming back, going to cheerleading. Mm -hmm. I, I had like a million roles. Yeah. So I think that was easy to transition into, oh, okay, I'm just, it's a different type of busy. So now I'm in ministry, I'm married, I have a baby, mm -hmm. I'm doing worship. But it felt very natural to me because that's the only thing I've known. I've known to be busy, to be wearing a lot of hats. And so I think that that beginning was kind of like a training to, for what was to come. Yeah, yeah. So I remember in the beginning we were in the living room and it was like 12 of us. Right. Because I was part of that group, the mm -hmm. initial group. And out of that 12, we started to grow. We went to a first little warehouse mm -hmm. and it started to kick off and we packed up the warehouse. The Lord yep. filled it up. And then we went to a second we location. Went to the second warehouse. And um, it's interesting because we're kicking off this podcast and mm -hmm. people may not know this on the other side. And um, we're kicking off a podcast 
in a place where in the little living room area, what, I don't know what it was called, fire pit area, we used to have youth group. Right. And we would fit it up sometimes even with like 100 kids in there. Right. And it's actually right here on the other side. Now yeah, it's, where that exit sign is. So that's, what, that's where we used to sit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, it's actually pretty funny how God brings things around, mm-hmm. how our f- this first podcast of the Good New Days mm-hmm. is where we, where we used to have youth group at mm-hmm. when we were young. Right. And here we are now as adults and we're back at the same place and we're having this conversation, which it's crazy, just, right? Yeah. I think God has a sense of humor of how he does mm-hmm. things. And um, through this, we see that churches have been planted and, mm-hmm. and um, here you guys are now pastoring at this church and we're pastoring the Miami Lakes, Miami Lakes, Hialeah Gardens area. And um, so, so it's just neat how God has put everything together and has continued to use you and, and Leo and the ministry and what's happening at The Way Miami. So, so grateful for the blessing that that is. So you've been now for 20 something years mm-hmm. in ministry and um, when did you have your first child coming into that motherhood? So, okay, so if I got married 18, 18 22, like I had Ali, I think at 20, 26. Yeah, young, yeah. Because I had a couple of miscarriages before her, two miscarriages, I had a fallopian tube removal, and then I had Aaliyah. Mm. And um, she was pretty easy because Aaliyah was a easy child. She went everywhere. She did everything. You could take her anywhere. Yeah. So if I had to go to a meeting, she was there, she sat. Leo was very involved in church and she was easy yeah. in that sense. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So you lost two children before Leah. Two miscarriages and, before. And I know that's part of your story mm-hmm. <clears throat> and part of both of your stories and your family story and our family story, but mm-hmm. mostly yours, obviously. Um, how was that as an early, as a young woman, and you know because i know that people are watching they've gone through miscarriages and maybe right. someone just went through or maybe someone will and they'll come back to this right. um but i know i know there's more but yeah it, with those two miscarriages that led to Aaliyah, like how, how was that process of continuing to have faith because i'm, I'm just thinking of you standing before a church mm-hmm. or your husband right standing before a church saying have faith look how good god is god is good right though we've just lost two children right though mm-hmm. and the pain that that brings right. and the hurt and i know it's a hard question um but how how does someone do that how do you how do you tell someone have faith and are you also struggling with faith are you or are you yeah super faithful even though you've lost those two children like no i know god's gonna give me a child like how does that work how, do, how do you, well i think like before Aaliyah, i think i was still like kind of young and a little hopeful mm-hmm. i wasn't as as jaded as the second time around. The second time around was a little bit harder and I guess we can go into that later. Um, Those miscarriages were kind of early and so, but I think it's always hard, especially when you're uh, the worship leader or just the pastor or someone um, talking the talk, you always have to check yourself, but am I walking what I'm talking? Mm. So um, a lot of the times you're not, you know, if you can be honest, sometimes you're just saying what you know the word of God says, but you're not really feeling it or living it. I think back then I was, I was hopeful, I was young, I was full of hope. I was, um, how do you call it? Just like I was enthusiastic to be doing stuff of, uh, you know, the work of the Lord. And so I was like, the Lord's gonna glorify himself through this. And it was a short period. That was like, it was like um, two miscarriages back to back, but Leah came fairly quickly. Yeah. And so it was easy to kind of bounce back from, from that. Yeah. But I think like everything, I think God is just increasing your faith. He's growing you in faith. And so growth is not something that happens quick. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like part a, of the, it's a process. The journey that we're on. Right. 
it's funny. I remember when Aaliyah was born, I was so excited. It was our first baby in the family, mm -hmm. my niece. And then knowing that you lost the other two, so it was hard. Mm -hmm. And then Aaliyah, you know, you had gone full term and it was so exciting for everyone. Mm -hmm. And mom had a second job and it was important for me to work for mom at her second job and fill in for her so that she could be in the hospital with you. Right. And I remember people were calling me from the hospital. Oh my goodness, wait until you see your niece. And I would be so upset because I said, that's not fair. People are seeing my niece before I am. And uh, just, it was such a it's blessing. I remember seeing her right. for the first time and, and what a blessing she is today. Um, so how was that having Aaliyah, introduce Aaliyah a little bit to us, who she is? Hmm. Aliyah is a gift, first of all. Yeah. She and she has been um, perfection since she was born. Um, I feel like God knows what you need before you even know you need it. And so she came into the world perfect. She was a strong-willed child. She's a strong, thank you. She's a strong young adult. Um, she know, She's never gonna admit to any of this, but she knows who she is. She has strong convictions. She's, um, she has a beautiful heart. Um, and she has been a, a um, like an asset, a gift to our family, especially, you know, when we go in to talk more about, about who Lucas is and the role that she plays in his life, it's been, She's been so easy. She's always been obedient. She's be, always behaved well. She's, she loves the Lord. She gets good grades. She's, she's just an easy child. And I think yeah. that God just knew we needed, we needed that because there was gonna be future things to come yeah. and he knows what we can handle. And so she's been. Yeah, she's special. She's special. There's definitely, there's always been a special, um, a grace over Aliyah's life. Yes, I agree. And um, always growing up, she's always been sensitive to the things of God. I remember we still have videos of her um, little worshiping the Lord in, in the car, um, just sensitive always to the things of God. And even as she's grown older, I'm, I've, I, I still have the pictures in my mind where I walk into her room and no one's forcing her, no one's telling her, right. you know, it's between her and God and she's mm -hmm. having her own. Right. And that's special, you know, I know she probably doesn't want us to talk about these things, but. But yeah, I, I think I, I see that and, and I say, wow, look how good God is mm -hmm. and Aliyah's special and how God uses her. And we're grateful to have her yeah, in our definitely. life. And I know, I know you guys are. How old is Aliyah now? She will be 20 this year. Yeah, 20. She graduated from high school. She's, she's in, in college. college. She's mm -hmm. doing good. She's studying. She's studying nursing. Nursing, like her mom. Yeah. Yes. So I forgot to mention to describe what you do as well, but yeah, she's studying yeah. nursing. So you're also a nurse. I'm also a nurse, 23 years now to nursing. Years, yeah. I do maternal newborn nursing and- Which you've helped deliver both my children. Yeah, it's so. been a blessing. I've, I've been at the deliveries of lots and lots and lots of babies and yeah. it's been, yeah. it's it was, been awesome. it, My wife is here as well. So it, it was an honor for you to, yeah. and especially for Nancy, for you to take Jackson and Jade and mm -hmm. be the first one to touch them right. and give them a bath. And yeah. <laughs> so it was cool to have you there as a nurse. So, so that's another great thing that you do. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. <clears throat> so Aaliyah's doing good. Um, so now we, we have this moment where Aaliyah is, I'm not sure how old, um, but then you and, and, and Leo started trying again for a second child. I think she was like two and a half when we said, okay, maybe we could do, we could do this. Yeah. Second child. Second time. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and it's funny, I always laugh when, when I always have this thing like, um, when you propose to someone, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone starts bothering, oh, when's the wedding? And then you have the wedding and they're like, when's the baby? Oh, when's the baby? And then you have your first child, like, oh, when's the second child mm -hmm. coming? And no one's ever satisfied. Like, hey, just right. be happy that he proposed or be happy we right. just got married or be happy that the first kid out. And uh, so here's Ali in about two and a half years. You're like, all right, let's try for the second mm -hmm. child. Um, what was that process like from her being two and a half years old? You're gonna try to now for your uh, second child and you said, well, God gave us the first one. He's good to give us the second one. Right. But sometimes I think about the scripture, right? Um, how we could plan our steps, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we and we could plan our way, but, but the Lord is actually the one that directs it. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that says, no, these are the steps from directing you in. And, and he kind of comes in and he intervenes and he says, I have something different. Right. And when it happens, we're like, why or what? Or how is this going to? What's this picture gonna look like? So walk us through, Ali's born, she's going, now you're starting for your second child. What was that like? I mean, I guess if I can remember, it's hard to remember all the details, but pretty much, you know, how you start, oh, okay, we're gonna have another baby, you know? Um, and then we started with the, the miscarriages again. Um, I think one of them landed me in the hospital, hmm. if I'm not, I think that one of them did. And um, one of them I aborted at home, and I remember Leo had to like pick that up and take it to the doctor. Um, so there was one, there was like four, one that landed me in the hospital, one, who knows, it's all a blur. But there was like about four in between. But again, you know, and you know, cause hindsight is always 2020. So looking back, I can see the Lord just wanting to show me something about faith. Mm. Um, and um, I, I met with someone, there was a, a, a lady at church, back at the church, uh, the first, the second church, New Life. Um, her name, her last name was Daglio. And she's like, oh, I want you to come by my house. And she spent a whole like hour ministering to me on faith and how, why wouldn't God want to bless me? Of course he wants to bless me. That I, and he, she taught me how to pray in faith. She taught me how to meditate on, on verses of faith. Um, and so that began in my journey and I think in Leo's journey, just being people, um, faith-based people, like wow. just being like, you know, taking God for his word, that he can do what he said he can do. Um, and it's just so weird because just this, this Sunday um, earlier today, uh, we sang a song that says, God is more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Well, it seems impossible. Even like sometimes, you know, with our voice, you're like, it's never going to happen. I'm never going to get pregnant. It's impossible. But who am I to do to deny what, what God can do? And so I think that that's where my journey in faith really um, began. Really believing God and trusting him. Yeah. And, and, and praying and um, how do you say waiting on God? Waiting. Even, even through the miscarriages. Right. Even through wow. the pain or even not seeing it. Do you remember going entering a moment where maybe you blamed God or you blamed yourself or maybe even mm. even your husband you know Leo maybe even he himself like did you do you guys remember no you know yeah. I don't remember ever getting bitter I do remember that uh we were part of like a lot of a young church and so yeah. there was a lot of like young couples having babies around me yeah. and I remember being able to share in their joy and I remember just there being a longing I don't think I ever let it be bitter, bitterness. Mm. I mean, bitterness did creep its way in, but way, way later in life. Um, but I never felt that way. I just felt, um, I felt like the Lord was gonna do it. 
Yeah. I think I felt like eventually he's going to do this. I feel yeah. like whatever that that woman spoke to me that day in her in her living room really like like grew roots in my heart and I was like no the Lord's going to do this. You know, it's just the timing is is not. Yeah. I don't think I've ever I don't know if I've ever heard that story of you having that person in your life. Yeah, I can remember. We were sitting just like you and I. <clears throat> wow. So about around six children more or less. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8. Yeah, so then how, so you have a second child, mm -hmm. eventually you do get pregnant. Right. So there's a backstory to that. I was um, doing a worship conference up in New York where one of the ladies prayed over um, people who are barren, who are, who are having trouble having children, they laid hands on me. Um, but the most important thing about there is that I was sitting and the Lord goes to me, you know, he knows I've been obviously sharing my heart with God. I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby, you know, longing, not like, you know, like, Lord, you know, my heart, I really, I don't want to leave Ali alone. I, you know, I know what, I knew what it was like to have a sibling. I, I want, I want her to, you know, to have a sibling and God's answer or God's voice that day was, I want you to go back home and I want you to wake up every morning and pray. Wow. And I said, well, uh, I don't remember asking anything about prayer. And that was God's answer. I just want you to wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and pray. So I came back to Miami and there used to be a brother in the church, Lazaro Pujol. I'm like, Lazaro, I'm gonna get up at four, be here at the church at five. Do you wanna come pray with me? And he said, definitely. Wow. And we started to do that. We did that for like a little bit over a year. And it was during that time that I became pregnant with Lucas. And I just feel like God was calling me to something and he just wanted my obedience. And I think as I began to pray for the needs of others, um, I feel like the Lord was telling me, you pray for the other people, I'm gonna take care of you. And I just, it just took my mind off of that. We just came in the morning, we just started praying for people and praying and praying. And it was during that year. I remember towards the end, I couldn't even come to pray because I was so exhausted. It was hard for me to like get up and then go to a 12, like pray yeah. and then go to a 12 hour shift with like a big belly. I was like really tired. So uh, maybe my memory is off a little bit, but I remember there was another surgery that you had to go through as well, right? And one of the children that you lost before Lucas, that the doctors- Before Aliyah, that they had to remove my uh, left tube. But then they were saying that it was gonna be impossible, even more impossible for you. It was gonna be harder to get pregnant. Yeah. That's what they said. So the doctors said it's gonna be maybe, you know, even impossible or harder for you to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. You're already struggling with getting pregnant. And now you're having your second child with that word from the doctors. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, you know, you started with this, you know, the Lord just planted this faith in you, you know? I also remember a story about one of our pastors of our fellowship yeah, yeah. that I know. Um, I'm not sure if he was already pastoring at that time, but it's Edwin who we love so much. So. I don't think yeah. he was. So I know that Edwin played, a, God used Edwin to play a role into mm -hmm. like confirming something mm -hmm. with Lucas, I believe it was. Right, yeah. Leo was here in this church, yeah. in this one of these aisles right here. I think it was like a convention we had or something. No, I oh. think he was just visiting oh, a okay. special service. Maybe, maybe his brother was having a convention back then. I, I can't remember the mm. details, but he was here and it was during that time um, that we had lost all those babies and he came up and gave a word and he says, I feel like there's a word here for someone. He it was says, the middle of worship. The middle of worship and he came up for a word and he said in Spanish because it was a Spanish service or there was a Spanish translation. Um, this word is for somebody here. Anhelas tener un hijo y yo te lo daré. And Leo stood up, he goes, that word's for me. And we grabbed it as our own. And um, it's so funny because I remember that I was at the ultrasound when I was pregnant with Lucas. And they're like, you're having a girl. And I said, no, I'm not having a girl. I'm having a boy. They're like, how do you know? I go, because the that's Lord. what the Lord said. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Lord said. Yeah. And then was it like a, a year to that date or something you were pregnant? Or? I can't remember. That I really can't remember. 
I have it all written down somewhere, but my mind, right. it's a lot to keep track of over yeah. the years. Yeah. yeah. So, so then you get pregnant and, and Luki's here now and how was giving well, birth? Luke's, how was that? Yeah, Lucas's pregnancy was a disaster from day one. It was a rocky start. <laughs> it should have been my, it should have been the light bulb should have gone off and been like, hmm. So I was on bed rest, obviously because of my history. That's right, I remember. Um, then I had complete placenta previa. So um, my placenta was covering, you know, the opening to where the baby would have to be born through. Um, and then um, I think the last couple of months, he was only 35 weeks. So what's 35 weeks, seven months? Um, I was home and I felt a gush of like what I thought was fluid and not to be too gross here on the podcast. It was actually blood. And then we were emergency C-section. Right. In the hospital. And Lucas was born early at 35 weeks. Yeah, wow, 35 weeks. So yeah. how long was he in the hospital for too? He was able to... No, actually, that was good. He he stayed the normal amount of time. He was there three days. He went home with me. Okay, good. Yeah, so no, he didn't have to... Like, he wasn't early enough to need the NICU. Yeah, and that was a scary moment for you, right? Where yeah. Where your life was kind of like... Almost, at, it was at risk there for a moment. Yeah, because I had um, placenta preview, and I think the the placenta started abrupting a little bit. So there's right. always like, us, um, you know, the scare of internal bleeding and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember the craziness the of all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Luki's born, our second child. You're still pastoring. Mm -hmm. You lead worship. You have this uh, other child. How old is Leo when Luki's born? Uh, five, I think. Yeah, because it didn't she happen. Just like you planned. Six. It took some time. With right, it took some time. So she was about five, turning six, mm -hmm. and then he's born. Um, how did that transition go from one child to to second child? Um, Lucas was surprisingly an incredible baby. He was very calm. He, you could sit him anywhere. He would be entertained anywhere. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't that. It wasn't that hard. I think we were more mature. So it was, you know, better. The dynamics between Leo and I was better. So definitely, I feel like the second time around was easier yeah. than, than the first time around. That first baby, you know, nobody can prepare you for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of takes you like for a loop. You can read all the books you want. You have that first baby and you're like, what is this? More prepared. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that, that went pretty well in terms of like, trans I think Aliyah had a little bit of a harder time transitioning because she had been the baby for alone. Yeah, that's true. She had been the reigning queen for yeah. like five years. So it took her a while to warm up to him. Yeah. She, and she, so, so here she is at six years old or whatnot. And this child comes in and she kind of starts to play a specific role in his life right. after she gets used to him. Right. So, um, now Luke is getting older. Mm -hmm. And he's your this almost like a promised child, right? You know, yeah. here's a pastor. He spoke mm -hmm. a word. You took that word. That's for us. Mm -hmm. And you knew when they said maybe it'll be a girl, and you said no, it's going to be a boy. Mm -hmm. And and um, you hear the doctor saying it's going to be impossible to get pregnant, and yet you're pregnant with your boy. You have your boy. Some time passes, and um, how's you know? First off, how, where is he at today? How old is Lucas today? Lucas is fourteen. Yeah, fourteen years old. Yeah, he's that's a big a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. favorite, one of my favorite phases of Lucas was when he had long hair mm -hmm. in his underwears, always climbing, always climbing cabinets. <laughs> yeah, he was wild. <laughs> Tarzan. He was very wild. Yeah. 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 So, so 14 years old, um, how has that been now from Ali and Lukey and where they're both at and how they're both, you know, different and where you're at today? Hmm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of story in, yeah, yeah, in 14 years. So, um, 
I guess in a nutshell, um, Lucas was diagnosed with autism probably around age three, three, between three and four, officially diagnosed. We kind of already knew something was up. I want to say since I was pregnant, I felt like the Lord was talking to me. Oh, wow. I became very obsessed. No, that obsessed is not the right word. Very curious about autism. And I... And I remember my mom telling me, what is your thing? Like, why can't you just let that go? And I just feel like, I feel like the Holy Spirit, when I look back at my like, Lord, you were trying to talk to me. You were trying to prepare me for something, but sometimes you you feel like, you you think you God's voice needs to sound a certain way. Hmm. But I became very like interested in reading and we didn't really know any other kids with autism before Lucas. Not really, really. No, not really. Not, not really. Not close to us. Not no. enough that I would know enough about it. Excuse no. me. Um, so... I don't know. I just became like very like I wanted to know about it and I kept reading about it. So I don't know. Now when I think about and I was I almost knew from the first time that I carried him that his eyes didn't follow mine. I was like, I just knew. And I, and I remember everybody just saying, oh, he's too little. You don't know. And I'm like, I, I just knew. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's that's something to say about mother's intuition. I think they, we just yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, so that's been yeah. So it's been a fun ride. Yeah, I, I remember because I think when we were mentioning autism when he was little, it was a, it's always a new word for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Now it, now it's mentioned a lot more, and we're, right. we're seeing it more frequently right. in children. Um, but at that time, you're right; it wasn't. We had so many young children, even at the church at that time, right. and um, and we had never really seen that. And yeah. it, and then yeah, Luki yeah. when that came out. So so how. How has that, I don't know which question to ask. Maybe you mm -hmm. could, maybe you could answer the question that I can't ask. So I'm guessing I'm trying to say like, how does that, you know, work in you? Cause yeah, we're talking about moms and mother's day and I'm sure if Leo is here, right, mm -hmm. he could speak from um, the perspective of a father mm -hmm. and what he's, what he's learned and what he's, cause I've seen him, I've seen his, Cause you know, he's part of this story, obviously. Oh, obviously, yeah. So, so he'll, you know, I, I think about him and, and I've seen just my years of knowing him, I've seen a, a change in Leo, mm -hmm. right? And I've seen um, even growth in that area, mm -hmm. uh, just so much that we could talk about, obviously. Um, I, I remember just sharing with someone not that long ago, the fact of, oh, you, th you think you know Leo I said, but you don't know him. I said, the Leo that you once knew is not the Leo today. Those are my words. So I, I just came out of me and, and the person was like, is that a bad thing? I said, no, I never said that. I said, it's a good thing. Yeah. I said, because the journey of life, it takes us through this. It does. Where we're growing mm -hmm. and there's change. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes we still remember things of the past, but or we think things, but but that's not reality. That's not. Yeah, and thank God that we're not. Who we are, are not who we once were. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I think this is a good thing because I'm right. speaking about like just you guys as parents. Right. And, and right. I mean, I, I'm my son's ten and my daughter's six, so I imagine right. in ten years from now, we what are they going to you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> what's going to be said of me and of us? So that same way towards that, I remember saying, "Here's my sister," and mm -hmm. I know you know now we're doing, we're doing this right, first podcast. Right, right, right. I guess that's where I'm going. Like the question is, like how has that transformed you? Well, I think anybody, yeah. even even if you're not a parent with a kid with a child with disability, I think anybody can relate to. This is not how I thought this was going to turn out. 
Mm. Right? Either with a spouse or a job or family. Like, this is not how I thought the story was going to be written. Mm. And so when I heard that word from the Lord, <laughs> then, I, then, then, then is where I think bitterness came in and grief. Because then I was like, really, God? Like, this is what you promised me? This, this, I couldn't see good in it early on. Because you're grieving and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I think anybody can relate to that when you, when life doesn't turn out the way you want it to, or doesn't play out exactly how you, you know, if you like to have things planned, if you're a planner or you're, you're just like, and life throws you for a loop like that, you're just like, really God, this is, this is what you have for me. And it took me a long time to accept it, to talk about it, to make myself available for what God wanted to do through it. And just right before we started here, um, God's, even though I'm a happy person, obviously, and, and I have joy in my life every day, God's uh, ultimate goal is not for Anika to be happy. God's ultimate goal is for Anika to be holy, to be like mm. Christ. And everything that he allows in our life is because he's transforming us. We're going from glory to glory to glory. And his end goal for Anika is for me to look like Christ. And when he sees me, and definitely Lucas, um, Lucas has done that in our lives. Um, mm. I'm going to joke around now with like a little, I don't know if anybody watches Spongebob, <laughs> but there's an episode where he goes from square to smooth and round. <laughs> and I say that that's what God has done through Lucas. He's kind of like taking a sandpaper to all of our rough edges and he's just smoothing us out, whether it's in our character, whether it's in our thoughts, whether it's in our beliefs, whether it's in our words, our attitudes, um, how we've thought about life, how we think about others. It's made us more sympathetic and empathetic mm -hmm. to other families that are going through struggles. It's just made us softer people. We're just softer people. Yeah, um, I think that's what I was trying to, right. I, th I think that's what I meant. I, we I, went from thinking that maybe like you know when you're young and you have pride oh i know it all to really realizing we don't know a yeah. damn thing <laughs> yeah and so. and it's it's it, from the outside because i'm not in your issues but it's also uh, you know you have eyes watching you and witnessing right. and 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 it doesn't work also with those people that are close to you you know without yeah. you guys even knowing in a sense yeah so yeah so how does that how does that look like? Like how how has that played a role in in your motherhood and and even like we talked about ministry and in the church? Like I know now there might be um, families that you've been able to share with, mm -hmm. um, families that've been able to share with you, and uh, how how does the dynamic of that you know work? Because I know that there's a, a group of people, community of people mm -hmm. that are trying to figure things out. Or that, you know, I don't know, I can't even imagine. And they're like, how do I move forward? Or how do I find the right people? Or how do I have the right conversation? Where do I start talking about something like this? Mm -hmm. um, what's what's the right way of going about it? What's the right way of opening up about it? You know, you were, you were talking about the difficulty you had in the beginning. Right. Um, to then find, uh, find the hand of God in it all. Mm -hmm. You know, find that the Lord is, it's not over, you know, that yeah. there is yeah. good. Mm -hmm. in ways uh, that, that you didn't plan. And I think about a couple, they get married. Um, and I was sharing this with a young kid uh, this week, actually, that his parents are getting divorced. And um, it's three siblings. And this one child is really going through a lot. He's the youngest. Mm -hmm. And I told him this. And I said, listen, when your parents got married, 
they thought everything was going to be great, you know, and I guess movies teaches us happily ever after, which is not the reality of all. Mm -hmm. You have to fight for it and continue to push Mm -hmm. in and grow together and and develop things in you that that marriage develops. And then you have children and you think, oh, my God, it's going to be great. And then sometimes like this reality hits and like, hey, everything that I thought it was going to be and that I thought we were going to do. Um, we're not doing it and we're not it because we've been hit with these surprises or, Mm -hmm. you know, and here's our reality. And I told this kid, I said, look, when your parents did this, they didn't have this planned and, and they still love you. They both love you. And you can, don't ever forget that they both love you. Mm -hmm. Um, this has nothing to do with you, but you are part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so hard because Sometimes people don't understand that, and especially, you know, children or whatnot. So I'm thinking about families and whether they're going through divorce or whether there's a child that they just got this news about mm-hmm. or whether there was a debt. I mean, who knows what could happen in a family? And then where do I go from here? So how, how does, what um, can, how can you relate to that? Well, I mean, I feel like it's easy nowadays to find support. I feel like even 14 years ago, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, I mean, look. I don't have it all figured out. Even here in my own church where um, there's my son with autism and, and a few other people, I still don't have like the, the systems in place to support him or yeah. classes to teach him. So it's hard. And I, and I understand that. Um, but, but um, I think that, that whoever would receive that news now would be, would be blessed uh, because there is so much support groups and so much information out there on something like that. Um, but I think one of the most important things that God taught me during that time when I had Lucas, I had to take such a step back from ministry that from ministry, right. From what I thought was ministry Mm. and God showed me, you're doing the best, you're doing the biggest ministry of all. Right. You're, you're, you're home with him and there's no higher place. There's no higher, how do you say a title that you can have than the one that you're doing here behind these closed doors. So, um, so I was, yeah, he, he drew you, he had to, dr- you had he, to draw away from maybe things that you were doing. Right. I had to draw to church. Right. So you could pay attention to home. Right. And to yourself. Cause he wasn't a child that could be taken to like all the meetings right. and he needed extra care. And so I took a, a step back for a long time. Um, I was like in the shadows out of the, I mean, I was always doing worship, but just not as involved in all of the, the days in and like, not like how I was before. Um, and I made sure not to 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 burden my husband with that either because I knew he had to be there. I'm like, okay, that's your ministry and this is mine. And and that was okay. And it and that was okay. I, I feel like the Lord taught me, he goes, You're I feel like he would whisper that to me, like this is your ministry. And mm-hmm. I see this. This is a good ministry. And I've never felt bad. I've never felt uh resentment because I've had to stay behind. I feel like um I feel like I was an honor to be able to to be there with him to do mm-hmm. that. And I feel like that God honors the moms who stay behind. You know how sometimes, they, you know, some women, they get frustrated because they want to do more. And like, oh, the kids, the kids, the kids. But that's it's the highest calling we have as women. Yeah. Mothering is a high calling. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a huge ministry yeah. <laughs> that doesn't end. So I learned that early on. Um, and I'm at any given moment willing to step back. If either one of the kids need me, they know that. They're, they're always going to come before anything that happens um, yeah. Not that I put them before God. Yeah, I know, I know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but but that ministry comes first. And yeah. so, you know, I learned that. But it's easy, I guess. I, another thing I would like to tell moms is not to let yourself, you know, in now you're grieving to become bitter. I did do that for a long time. I was angry, you know, of why God did that, why God did this, why he allowed this. And I also, you know, the Lord 
uh, also spoke to me about Genesis in Genesis one, where God created all things. And at the end of it, he said, yeah. and God created, you know, day one or day seven, whichever day he was talking about. And he would end it with, and it's good. It's good. And, and I felt like the Lord told me I created Lucas and it's, I'm looking at my creation and it it's good. good. And so I, I rest in that. I wrote that down. I'm actually writing about it. That's actually God willing. No, God willing. No, it will come out. <laughs> that will be the title. That it is good. God knows what he's doing yeah. and it, He's good, and it, the work, the work that God is doing through Lucas is good. Yeah. He's doing a good work in us as individuals, as a family, as pastors. He's just doing a good work. It's a good yeah. thing, and so I would my I would um, encourage moms not to get in that rut, or families not to get in that rut, but to see God and to um, ask the Lord what He's trying to do yeah. through through these hard things that we face in life. You know, so it's good. Um, you're gonna you're writing a book you're in the process of it it's going to be called it is good so this is what we would want we would want for that book to come out and then to present it here and mm -hmm. to have you again to talk about the book so that that's going to be amazing mm -hmm. so we can't wait for the for that book to come out because i know that's going to bless so many people so. yeah because motherhood is messy so it's on <laughs> it's on podcast so it, this is the accountability the book's yeah. coming the book's coming to be released sure yeah <laughs> all right so so now you have Aliyah and Luki and they're older now. Luki's going to be a freshman. Oh my God. Which is scary. And it's crazy that he's already there, that he's going to be in ninth grade next year. Yeah. And we don't know how time flew the way it did. So how, how are the dynamics, the role that even Ali, your oldest, has played with Luki? Well, I mean, if you thought I was a mother... Yeah. figure then Aaliyah took it Aaliyah's like took it to the next level yeah, she has. <laughs> um she was she's older than than you and I were like she's five almost six year difference between her and Nuki and she's just been awesome I mean I can't I can't say that it hasn't been burdensome for her I'm sure if you ever had her on to talk about that I'm sure that as a sibling for for someone for special needs it I'm sure it has been hard I've seen it I plan to talk about it mm -hmm. <laughs> um but but like their relationship and their dynamics has been something special to watch the way she can connect with him. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's difficult. I have two teenagers now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I'm losing my sanity a little every day. Um, but, you know, even now in this hard time, this hard transition that I'm going through, the Lord brought me another word about Lucas. And we just need to stand firm on that. Good. That we're going to that we're going to be blown away by the things that Lucas is going to do, and I just have to, even though I'm not seeing it and I'm not living and walking in it at the moment, that that, that God is going to do exactly what He said He was going to do. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's true. Aaliyah has um, played such an important role where where you, you know she's grown into that, <coughs> and it's almost like you know the Lord's grace, the Lord's favor, how He yeah. knew exactly what we would need, what the need, what the family needed, yeah. and uh, so how important both of them are to each other. And mm -hmm. you see it, you see it for sure. So who would you say, talking about moms, moms, Mother's Day, and hear your story as a mom and your ups and downs, your highs, your lows. Is there a mom in, or I mean, I don't know, should we say a woman or a mom in the Bible that sticks out to you? I'm not, I don't know, maybe you resonate or maybe it's just a, um, someone that's just, um, someone you go to or someone that's always, a scripture or a person a character that just blesses you always um i don't know if there's a there's a mom like i know that when i was praying for kids i used to resonate with hannah like going before the lord and asking you know for the you know for the lord but 
I, I don't think I draw from a specific mom in the Bible. Um, you know, I think I just, uh, I just draw from stories that for whatever I'm going through at the moment, you know, for whatever kind of strength that I would need. Um, but, you know, I'm not ashamed. I'm very, I'm not ashamed to show my messiness or to talk about it. And I think that that's what um, has made me effective even in leading worship, that I'm very open um, with the congregation about what I'm feeling, what I'm going through, how God is speaking to me. Um, Cause it's not, you know, it's messy. Yeah. <laughs> It's messy. Um, and I don't always have it all together. So, you know, I draw strength from, from different parts of the Bible, depending on what I'm needing, you know, that week, that day, that moment. Yeah. Um, but the praying, the faith process was such a long one. I remember like just resonating, crying before the Lord, like Hannah, like, Lord, I desire to have this baby, you know? Yeah. No, and I, and I think you're doing it right. And you guys are doing it right because that's what people need to hear. They need to see the truth and they right. need to see that transparency of, hey, look, this is the struggle, even of my leader. Right. You know, this is their struggle. This is their pain. Mm -hmm. um, because I think so many times, you know, we could get so caught up with this facade or with this picture of what ministry is or right. this role that we're supposed to play or people are supposed to play that you lose out on the realness of it. And mm -hmm. I think what connects people is the realness of it. Mm -hmm. um, and is that transparency and the vulnerability of the, if there's a moment in your life that you're leading, whether it's someone's preaching right. or whether you're leading in worship, that you could say, hey, I'm going to preach this word today or I'm going to lead worship today or I'm singing this song that's talks, that, that speaks of this. Right. But I want you to know that I'm really struggling to even believe this in my own life. Yeah, there's for, actually a joke at our church. Where I'll start the worship, I'm like, okay, Anika's confession number 655. Yeah. Because I'm very quick to get up there and just show people, hey, I'm just like you. Yeah. And it's messy. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. It's it's sometimes the walk the walk is hard. Yeah. We just came off a series at our church and it was on pain and mm -hmm. pain turning into purpose. Purpose, yeah. And I think people need to see that where there is, wait a minute, I my pain can be turned to purpose. I can find purpose in my pain and I think that comes from that place where leaders and those that God is calling right to be that mouthpiece right. would kind of throw that information out there and and be vulnerable and say here's pain right and then here's pictures of purpose of no, that and I, served and I don't think God is cruel enough to allow us to go through pain and there not be a purpose behind it yeah. I think everything he allows in our life is for our good yeah he works it out for our good even though it's not good at the moment it's works he works it out for our good and so you know i, I have to think about that i mean i guess when you're going through it it's not easy because yeah. you're so stressed out about it all the time but i think you you could you can reflect on you know what god's gonna god's gonna god's gonna work this yeah. all out for my good and and i don't know how he does it but yeah. he does it <laughs> and it's the whole story the whole, yeah. it's the whole story of scripture right. scriptures like that right. i mean from from adam and eve um, all the way to the end, mm -hmm. you see pain and purpose mm -hmm. um, and how it ends, you know. Um, so so it's all part of what's in that book, in our in our scripture, in the Bible. We see that there's pain and there's purpose. There's pain, pain and there's purpose. purpose there's yeah. pain and there's purpose right. to the very end until that's why we called it our podcast until the good mm -hmm. new days. Mm -hmm. So there is pain. You will go through pain. You right. will have many nights that you're going to cry and many nights that you're going to be bitter and many nights that you're going to wrestle with God and with loved ones mm -hmm. and, and with your own church, with, with all kinds of things. But mm -hmm. at the end, 
you hold on to the promises of God. You hold on mm -hmm. that scripture is true and there are good new days. I love the scripture in Revelation where you know, it talks and it says there will be no more tears. He mm -hmm. wipes away our tears. And so we see that there's, there, the, all the pain is removed from our lives. Mm -hmm. Reason of crying, all of that is removed. Mm -hmm. um, there's waters that are flowing from his throne. Um, there's right trees <laughs> that are planted. Take me now. <laughs> yeah, and people are eating from the fruit and it's healing the nations. Yeah. And, and you're like, I want those days. Those are right. good new days. Right. And, and part of that is he sustained us because those good new days are alive in us. Mm -hmm. So we experience heaven on earth, right? Mm -hmm. In a sense, and that's what keeps us going. But we know that these are like even better days to come. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's so encouraging you know, for having this conversation and for mm -hmm. many other conversations yeah. to come and for those watching. Right. You know, that right. there is good new days. Yeah. So I'll share, I'm going to share two things and then we'll close off. And because uh, I, I just feel like this has been so amazing. But just so that people can know the kind of person that you've been in my life and the kind of person that you are. Because I think, I think sometimes people don't recognize the gift that people are because, oh, that's not the way I speak or that's not the way I would do things. But mm -hmm. they don't sit back and and say okay lord why did you put this person in my life why right. does this person speak to me the way they do and i'll share two one was when i was young i'll never forget i ran into your room and i had a dream i don't know if you remember this and i had a dream that the rapture had happened and um oh my gosh i got left behind and i had this crazy vivid dream that the world was like apocalypse and it was nuts and i woke up crying and all worried and i ran to your room to see if you were there and you were in your bed and i was like oh my god thank god i'm not alone the rapture didn't happen and you're like what's wrong with you because I, I was crying and i told you i had this dream <laughs> you know and I, I, I you were laughing just like you are right now okay. and you called mom and you said you don't know what i was young you don't know what rigo just dreamed of he dreamed that the rapture happened and my mom's exact words were pobrecito poor rigo and you said <laughs> you said these exact words you said poor rigo good he needs to get his life to get he needs to get his life right that's why he's having that dream and um you know i, I thought what amazing words you know from your from, <laughs> from your sister but then it's truth i needed yeah. I, I had that dream but i need to get my life right that was one story of, of the voice that you've been in my mm -hmm. life. And I'll never forget when Jackson was, uh, when he had his first seizure and it was five in the morning and I had to call you. See, now that day I remember. And I had to say, Aniga, I need you to come over. It was five in the morning. Nancy was taking off with Jackson into the ambulance and I had to stay back and get all the bags ready so that I could meet them at the hospital. And Jackson was, how old, how old was Jackson? Three, Jackson was three years old and you got there because Jade was a baby. She was like a year old. Yeah. So, or whatnot, or not even. And you had to watch her as she was sleeping. And Nancy leaves. I close the door and I start to cry. And your exact words to me were, hey, stop crying. You know this God that you preach and this God that you always say that you believe in? Well, now is the time. Now is the time to put your faith in him and to really show whether you really believe in him or not. And in that moment, I didn't need someone to hug me and to someone to say, it's going to be all right. Or, you know, God's going to do a miracle. You, oh, no, your exact words were, whatever you hear, now when you go over there, be ready. And now is the time to put your faith in God. And that's exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. To wipe my tears, man up, pack my bags, get in the car, drive there. And that just played in my mind. And God used that as a gift. Yeah. Whatever you hear, be ready and, ha and trust in me, have faith. So mm -hmm. I was able to enter Jackson's you know, seizures with that mentality of what you spoke into my life. So, you know, you always have these little one-liners or two-liners <clears throat> that are truthful, uh, but they're purposeful and they're a blessing. So I'm just grateful that you've never, um, hopefully, right, hitting from speaking the truth to me. 
and um, it's made me uh, part of the man who I am today. So I'm grateful for you being being a, uh, the best big sister that anyone could have. I'm grateful for you uh, being the mom that you are to your kids, um, the wife that you are to your husband, the leader that you are to your church. I'm grateful for you uh, in all those things. And I just wanted to honor you um, on this Mother's Day and grateful as being like a second mother to me as well. So um, as I honor you, mm-hmm. it goes through you and it also honors our mom who right. raised you. So, yeah, so I'm so I honor mom today for being the best mom. Definitely. Who raised two amazing children. Well, I I've hope learned I all my that. good momming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has so, a, so grateful for that. Yeah, and definitely. so thank you, mom. And this yeah, is, thank you, mom. this is your, um, if, if when it's time to go, you could sit back and say, this is the fruit. Mm-hmm. And um, here are your children serving the Lord. And it's, it's the fruit of your labor. Right. So we're grateful for you on Mother's right. Day, Mom. Yeah. And grateful for you on this Mother's Day. Amen. Thank you for having me. So the good new days. So we want to do this with every uh, person that comes on. Um, maybe it'll be different for every person, mm-hmm. but we're going to go ahead and, and gift you with merch. And we're going to give you some good new day stuff. Yay. So this Very will be exciting. for you. And we thank you. And for everyone that's watching. The good new days. Yes, the good new days. So we just want to thank you for joining us on the good new days. Again, share this, spread it, um, like it, do whatever you need to do, but get it out there. We know that this is these conversations are going to um, bless um, people and uh, stay tuned for our next one. <clears throat> and most important, uh, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your moms. Uh, moms, enjoy your children. Hug each other a little tighter this year and have a wonderful Mother's Day. Thank you for joining us at the Good New Days. Stay, con- stay, con- uh, stay with us until the next one. Bless y'all. Peace. Mm-hmm.